Today to read from Psalms 150. Seems to me that day by day we worry about how we should respond to God and we sometimes don't come up with a very good answer. David gives us a lot of examples of the way we should respond. Here's one more. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. He's responded to our needs in this way. And we are here today to respond to the needs we owe him. Good morning, everyone. It is good to be here this morning. And I hope, thank you. And I hope that you will stay for the potluck today. Because, you know, fellowship is an act of worship. So just think of that as worship part B. I want to talk this morning, obviously, based on the giant slide behind me about giving thanks. But first, let me ask you, how do you deal with the difficulties in your life? Think about that for a moment. I prefer to go for the screaming temper tantrum, personally. That's how I deal with the difficulties in my life. Um, there's a lot of ways that we deal with them, and Anytime um, we're dealing with someone who's having difficulty in their life that they're causing themselves, um, whether it's just some behavior or it's some addiction or just all kinds of things that, that are going on with them, um, it, basically the trouble we cause ourselves is secondary to or a result of the way we deal with not feeling good about the world around us. Now, you can think about that for some time, but I've had years uh, to think about it. Seems clear to me, and working with people in counseling or, you know, working with uh, teenage guys who are in trouble with the law or whatever, basically, if you think about your life, when you start doing dumb things, it's almost always the result of you trying to cope with how you're feeling. I don't like the way I feel. What do I do about it? And that's a question that I think most of us don't know how to adequately answer. Maybe if I just Christian harder. If I had enough faith, I wouldn't feel bad. Well, that's not true at all. Um, we read a, a psalm or uh Bob did, and we're about to read uh, some more, but here's something that you may not know. I don't know why my voice did that. I don't know why my voice did that. But here's something else you may not know. Two-thirds of the Psalms, that's these things in the middle of your Bible, two-thirds of them are Psalms of Lament. What does Psalm of Lament mean? Well, it means most of them start off with 
How long, Lord, am I going to have to deal with this? Lord, I am, I am sad. I'm afraid. And there's even a book called Lamentations. Lamenting is a big part of life. Because you're a Christian, you have the gift of the Holy Spirit, but that doesn't mean that life stops being difficult at all. So how do we deal with that? Well, I'll talk about, I'm going to talk about praise this morning, about giving thanks. And it's a little more, there's a little more to it than that. And we have to go by God's people for thousands of years, how they have dealt with this. And what it is, is they say to God, God, my heart is hurting. You know, Jesus, was when he was on the cross, quoted a psalm. He says, my heart is melting within me. My tongue sticks to my jaw. Everyone is making fun of me. I'm just a worm to them. But almost every single psalm ends in praise. But God, I know that you are good. And I know that you will see me through. In that, if Jesus did it on the cross, that has to be a clue for us. When things aren't going well, when you have concerns about family, when things seem overwhelming, what do you do with that? Do you go get on your phone and stare at it until the pain goes away? Do you post something dumb so that you can distract yourself? Do you go tee off at the golf course? Do you have just a little something-something to make yourself relax? Do you maybe, you know what, let's go shopping. Shopping always makes me feel better. The clue we've gotten from thousands of years of wisdom is, is to say, God, I'm not happy. God, I'm not happy. I'm hurting. We were studying in our class this morning about, you know, and this is true uh, throughout the Bible, but in Judges, the people do something dumb, they do something evil, and then they cry out to the Lord. They say, Lord, we're not happy. They weep. God hears when we cry out to Him. That's important to remember. God cares when you hurt. But the other part of the clue is that we have to give God praise. Let's just, I mean, I literally could pick from a lot, <laughs> all the Psalms, but let's just go with Psalm 103. I don't know why I picked it. It just... I did. You can read the rest of the Psalms after our potluck today. If there's one I missed, you can, you can read it. Or you can bring it tonight and we'll, uh, I'll try to include it. Um, starting in verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in within me. Bless His holy name. Does the Lord need my blessing? No. No more than I need my son's blessing, but I'm awfully good to you, little boy. I'm just kidding. I am, though. Let's be real. 
I'm not nearly as good to Jesse as God is to me, though. And I don't think it inappropriate for me to say, I bless the name of the Lord, not because He needs me to, but because that's the proper relationship. If someone's doing a bunch of stuff for me, I don't go, hey, whatever. I say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I bless your name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. And you're like, well, maybe I don't know that God heals me from all my diseases. I don't know that I feel like my youth is renewed like the eagles. Okay. Think about that again. Think about that again. Because God does heal our diseases and He does renew our youth like an eagle's. You're saying, well, I don't understand. I don't agree. Then I'm saying you need to do what the psalmist here says In verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Isn't Steve taking that a little bit literally this morning? Maybe a little bit, but then again, not. Because I think the one thing that we have a problem with is we do forget all of His benefits. I do. Man, I get whiny at the... Just the turn of a dime sometimes. Just the slightest little thing. We're all like that. And it's not like we can't say, God, I'm in pain. God wants to hear that we're in pain. But, while we're in pain, can we not also say, but God, I know it's temporary because I know who You are. That's how Jesus got through the cross. Jesus said, I can endure this because I know what you are going to do. And if we don't praise Him, then we will forget all of His benefits. So it's not just an appropriate response to God. If I won a million dollars and then I never spent it, and I just went, yeah, that was a pretty good day, I guess. I don't know. I've got some things on my mind then of course we wouldn't be very joyous about that. But if we walked around to our friends and said, you'll never guess what happened. I won the lottery. And you went around telling everyone, and then they end up wanting your money. No, okay, sorry, I'm going too deep on that metaphor. But you tell everyone, you get up every day and you say, man, I can't believe I won the lottery. Then it's just a little bump in the road. Surely, if we're saved by a loving Father King Creator, it, should bear, it, it bears a little more mention in our lives than, oh, thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of my sins. In Jesus' name, amen. You know? And surely, that the, way we tr- the way we react to God's blessing affects how we see the world. It does. We're going to continue reading in Psalm 103. The Lord works His righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. 
Well, I know oppressed people. I know the injustice. Yes. Okay. But what is God going to do? The world is broken. There will be pain and there will be injustice. But I guarantee you, I know what God is about to do. I know what God is about to do. He's going to work righteousness and justice for the oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses, His acts to the people of Israel, and they did not sufficiently praise Him, and they forgot, and they turned to false gods, to pretend gods, to statues shaped like a bull and leafed in gold, or maybe, maybe out of solid, made out of solid gold in some cases. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Time and time again, we walk away from Him, and all it takes, because our Father is so loving, is we just cry out to Him. And we repent. And we come back home. And He's willing to take us home again. He will not always chide, nor will He keep His anger forever. Does God get angry? Does God have emotions? Does He get angry? Yes, He does. It says it right here. But read the rest of your Bible. God gets angry. And He gets angry because I hurt you. And He gets angry because you hurt me. And He gets angry because I hurt myself. He doesn't like that. He loves every one of us. And He gets angry when we do those things. He does not deal with us according to our sins. Nor does He repay us according to our iniquities. Now, more than ever in human history, since Jesus won the ultimate victory, that is true. Because as high as the heavens are above the earth, that is how big His steadfast love is toward those who fear Him. Does it mean fear like, oh, here comes God? No. It means those who recognize that God is all-powerful. It means fear as in respect. Respecting, it's respecting the power of God. If we respect the power of God and realize what He could do if He weren't a loving God, and then on the other hand, what He does do because He is a loving God, His steadfast love is immeasurable. As far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove our transgressions from us. And again, since Jesus won the ultimate victory, it's even farther than that. And here's the key. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Fear, again, doesn't mean, oh, I'm afraid. It means respecting him. It means when God says, do this, you do it. When God says stay away from this, you stay away from it. So, let's go to Colossians chapter 3.
starting in verse 12. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, putting up with one another, and if one has complaint against another, forgiving each other. In the same way, the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. To which, indeed, you were called in one body. And be thankful. Those two are related. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. When your heart condemns you with fear of something other than the Lord, you cast it out. And you let the peace of God rule your heart. When anger comes into your heart, okay, anger, nice to see you, but I'm going to ask you to leave. Because I'm going to let the peace of God rule in my heart. And instead, I'm going to be thankful. Because at the end of the day, there's so much I can be thankful for and should be thankful for. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Now, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. That's what Jesus did. That's how he defeated the evil one, by having the word of God dwell in him richly. And that's the word of Christ to us, since he's our intermediary. And luckily... We have plenty of copies of Christ's Word at hand, electronically, in many different languages, with cross-references to the original Greek and Hebrew. We have so much access to it. The answer to how do we deal with pain in our lives, be thankful, let the Word of Christ dwell richly in us, and to teach one another. And we sing songs with thankfulness in our hearts. We sang today. We sang some good songs. Did you sing with thankfulness in your heart? Or did you sing because this is what we do on Sunday? That is, by the way, the point of singing. I don't know if you knew that or not. But here it is. In case you don't know. Well, let's read it again. Sing Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Okay. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Why are all the psalms the way they are? Because every one of these, with a couple of exceptions, ends as a song of thankfulness and praise to God. So if you're singing in a way that doesn't thank God... Are you singing the way you're commanded to sing? 
Does your, is the singing you're doing serving its purpose? And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Again, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. It seems a little oversimplistic. A lot of things in this world seem oversimplistic. Like, if you want to do well in school, you should spend time studying. That seems overly simplistic. Well, it is overly simplistic because for the, the biggest effect you're going to have on your success in school is to read and study. By the same token, if you're having trouble dealing with your life, dealing with your feelings, if you don't like the way you feel, don't reach for your phone. Don't reach for a bottle of something. Try being thankful. Even if you don't feel thankful, you can be thankful. My mom always said, Steve, always be sincere, even if you don't mean it. I, didn't, I don't think that makes any sense, but that's okay. But even though we have God is our Father, and that's the key, even if my children aren't feeling thankful, I at least want them to act thankful because they have a lot to be thankful for. How much more do I have to be thankful for from my Father? And it's okay, I don't have to feel in a chipper mood all the time, but I can at least have a mind that says, you know what, even though I'm not doing great right now, I know what's going to happen. Because God has delivered me over and over again. He's blessed me, He's spoiled me. I know what He's going to do if I cry out to Him. So why don't we do that? Why do we sing like this? God is so good. God is so good. Was that the song? Why do we do that? Well, I have an hypothesis, if I may. Let's go to Luke chapter 10. Verse 27. There's different versions of this in, in the New Testament, and this is quoting from Deuteronomy. But the answer to the question, what's the greatest command? What should we do as children of God? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And then secondarily, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, of those four, which can you identify you have loved God with? Have you loved God with all of your mind? I think we're comfortable doing that when we come together. I'm going to love God with all my mind. Look at the intellectual power I bring to loving God. Boom. Look at the size of this mind. 
Look at how much love that is toward God with my mind. And I think we prefer to just leave it at that. I loved God with my mind. All right. Okay, you did that. But did you really? Were you thinking about lunch? No, okay, that's fine. I understand. We have potluck today. That's allowed. But with all your soul, what does that mean? Well, that gets into a deeper mystery. That means to love God with your entire being. How about with all your heart? Is this loving God with all of your heart? Every time. Is that with all your heart? I'm just asking. I'm not judging anyone. I'm just saying. Is that with all your heart? Are you afraid of looking stupid? You know, I remember when I was six years old, I, I had written a song for my mom, and it was, it's cringy. It's cringy what six-year-olds do, right? We had just seen The Wizard of Oz, and we were coming home to see our mommies, and I said, we're off to see your mommies. It's so cringe. When I think about it now, I'm so embarrassed for six-year-old Steve, but that's precious. To my parents, it was precious. To me, looking back on it, it's cringe. Why would we not want to be precious toward God? You're afraid of looking dumb because of your exuberance of how good God is to you? And you wonder why you can't deal with your own feelings. <laughs> we might be one of those crazy people down the street. We don't, we don't want to be like them. Oh no, you don't want to be like them. Let's not do that. How about we not worry about any people down the street and let's worry about God in heaven? How about we do that? And with all your strength, well, I lifted some heavy boxes here at the church building. Does that count? With all of your strength, that involves your body. Now, I'm not saying that when people come in here, we should all be running up and down the aisle swinging our arms in the air. But I'm saying, if we feel like we have to be locked down tight, why is that? Why can't I say, God, I love you? Why can't I say that? And I'm not suggesting someone start freaking everybody out and all that stuff. But what I am saying is we need to be thankful to God. When you pray to God, do you ever get down on your knees? Or is that just a saying in the Bible? Do you ever bow down before Him, literally? Is that just a saying in the Bible? Now, I'm not prescribing any particular way of worshiping or anything like that. What I am prescribing is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And if, if I get it wrong loving the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, then I'll take it from there. But I'm not going to get it wrong by not loving the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's me personally. I'm not going to get that wrong. And I tend to because I'm afraid. So, going back to Colossians chapter 3, let's prepare for praise. 
It says, have compassion. If we're going to praise God, we have to have compassion. We can't walk in here going, that guy's such a jerk. That preacher's so bald. I don't know if anybody says that. Have compassion on me. Kindness. Being kind to one another. Honestly, if you guys come in here and someone's leading singing and everyone's just doing that, it's not, honestly not kind. It's not kind to the song leader. It's not kind to the people around you. Meekness. Meekness means, you know what? Nothing in here needs to go the way I need it to go. I'm here to praise God. Patience. And that's the biggest part. Patience. I know what God is going to do. And I will wait on the Lord. Forgiveness. Forgiving other people as God has forgiven us. And most of all, love. Which is several other sermons. Hebrews chapter 13. And then we'll I don't want to lie to you. I got one more quick one after that. Not going to lie to you. Hebrews 13, verses 14 through 16. We have here in this life no lasting city. There's no city that we can call home, but we seek the city that is to come. Through Him, that being Jesus, then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. Acknowledge His name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. We're no longer required to sacrifice, but and because God doesn't need the, the blood of bulls or rams, but He does appreciate the sacrifice of our time, the sacrifice of our money. The sacrifice of our kindness to other people and to have on our lips praises to God. And the key's there again. This is not our home. So we will praise God and we will sacrifice. We will say, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. God is good. And all the time. Why would I be ashamed to say that even if I look stupid? I look stupid most of the time anyway. Might as well do it for God. All the time. God is good. Why would anyone want to come be a part of a bunch of people that don't have anything good going on in their lives? That are staring forward like they're being held hostage. Why would I want to come join that? Why do we not... I don't have the joy of the Lord because I don't praise Him. Is it that simple? A lot, yes. A lot, yes. We have to praise Him. I'll leave you with this. James 5.13 Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Exactly what's done in the Psalms. What does praying mean? It means tell God you're suffering. God, I'm suffering. God cares. You look throughout 
the Old Testament and into the New Testament, people hurt and they say, God, I'm hurting, I'm not happy, and God cares. So is anyone suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. We're going to sing right now. And if you have a praise you want to share at the church, come up and share that praise, and we'll praise with you. If anyone's suffering, let us pray with you, because God cares. If anyone's not a Christian this morning, you want to become a Christian, be baptized into Jesus Christ so that you can have fullness of joy.